Good evening, children and parents. Welcome to the children's stories. Do the, welcome to Jewish children's stories with Shmuley. We will continue our series with the story from the Story Hour, a collection for young readers, edited by Dovin Shalom Pape. Laser and his miracle mouth is the name of this story. I don't believe Mr. Booksbaum is really going to be our teacher. Shimmy Goldner kicked a lump of frosty dead leaves with the toe of his sneaker as he and his friends Alex Gorney and Laser Gross walked home from school. The late afternoon was chilly and shadowy, and so was their mood. You know what we're in for? asked Shimmy. Drill Sergeant Bucksbaum. Make trouble and you're in trouble. In my old school, no one ever made trouble, commented Alex. Yeah, in Russia, responded Shimmy. Here we have free speech. Though I guess it shouldn't be too free. He looked up meaningfully at Laser. The mouth. Gross. Aw, Laser blushed. Then a good-humored grin began to stretch out sheepishly over his face, wider and wider until it reached its full size. Laser was big, but his mouth was bigger. Even on him it was huge. What can I do? Laser admitted. My mouth talks without permission. Do you think it asks me? It just goes ahead and says what it wants before I can stop it. Shimmy grinned, but he added regretfully, We're going to be sorry for, that Mr. Sands quit. Maybe, said, Luz, said Laser. No, wait, that's a different voice. Maybe, said Laser. But Mr. Sands didn't quit just because of my mouth. He quit because of his own. He got a new job on radio. He's going to MC the new early bird show on the surprise sound of Apple City, Worm. The boys smirked. Word, corrected Jimmy. No difference on that station, continued Luzzer. Really, said Alex. Did Mr. Sanders become a radio announcer? Shimmy nudged Laser in the ribs. Yes, Alex. It's just that Laser always has to make a joke about out of everything. But with Drill Sergeant Bucksbaum, we're going to have to watch out, Laser. You sound like my sister, Laser said, kicking some leaves. She says she gets fuzzy feelings when I'm in for trouble. She says I won't even last one day in the Drill Sergeant's class. What are you going to do? Shimmy asked. I don't know, said Laser, turning pink. That's what I asked my sister. What did she say? Alex said. She said I should just chew gum. That way the jokes wouldn't be able to get out so fast. No way, said Shimmy. You can chew gum in class. Right, chimed in Lazar. So she said I should chew pencils instead. Pencils? Yeah, I told her I didn't go for it. I'll just have to try my best to be good. The boys fidgeted in their seats as Mr. Bucksbaum gave them the once over. Mr. Bucksbaum was not particularly tall, but his shoulders were square as a refrigerator box, and his stiff tweed suit made you feel itchy just looking at it. He held his blackboard pointer like a bayonet and barked his lessons in harsh tones that sent shivers down the back of the classroom chairs. On the first morning, he spoke of multiplication, molecules, and even brought in the Maccabees. With tremendous effort on the part of Laser Gross, there were no interruptions until the teacher began to talk about the oil. And you'll remember that the small flax of oil burned for eight days and eight nights. That must have been super high octane, 
Laser couldn't help it. The words blurted out. Alex grinned. Someone snickered. And Jimmy, although he clasped both hands over his mouth, couldn't help laughing through his nose. <laughs> Everyone cracked up. Mr. Bucksbound whipped the pointer on his desk, but it was like trying to stop a tornado with a traffic sign. He glared at Laser, who blushed, slumped in his seat, and wished he could, and wished he could crawl into his pencil case. Then the recess bell rang. Mr. Gross will forfeit his recess, Mr. Bucksbaum commented. I have to change the teacher's voice. A worried silence fell on the rest of the class as they lined up and vanished out the door. Uh-oh, Laser, Shimmy whispered on his way out. Sorry you're missing recess. We could have used you on the team. Me too, moaned Laser. Me and my big mouth. I'm sorry, Laser apologized to Mr. Bucksbaum. Sometimes my mouth runs away with me. A big mouth can be shut, barked Mr. Booksbaum. Mr. Gross, does a driver steer his car, or does the car steer its driver? If the car steered, it would always want to go for a gas station or a car wash, replied Luzzer's mouth before Laser had a chance to think. Right, Mr. Booksbaum acknowledged. Either we drive, or we wind up where we want to. Or we wind up where we don't want to go. Same with you, Mr. Gross. You decide what your mouth says. You decide when it says if you cannot make these decisions. Please do not bother to return to class. Laser slumped on his desk. He was taller than Mr. Bucksbaum, even when he slumped. He wished he could make himself small, very small. He wished that he and his mouth were not one and the same person. Try chewing pencils pleaded Laser's sister, Esty, that night. To stop doing something, you have to start doing something else first. All right, Laser agreed. Esty quickly estimated that six pencils would be enough, even for Laser's mouth. You don't have to, you don't even have to sharpen them, she advised. Just take them out of the package so that they will be ready as soon as you get to class. Esty liked number three pencils with scented erasers. This package of pencils each eraser had a different smell, cherry, watermelon, orange, chocolate, pizza, and bubblegum. Laser didn't like smelly erasers, but since Esty had no others, he just thanked her and hoped they would work. Mr. Bucksbaum was teaching math again. 700 bushels of apples, 29 pounds per bushel, minus one-third basket of each of the bushels that were damaged by frost. Now what can you do with that? Mr. Bucksbaum asked Shimmy. Make applesauce, Laser did not say, thanks to the pencils. He held the, he held the watermelon eraser pencil firmly between his teeth, too firmly. Crack, went the pencil. Shimmy heard it and turned around. Laser didn't look at Shimmy. Instead, he took two pencils, the orange and the cherry ones, and wedged them between his teeth. The smell of the orange and cherry erasers tickled his nose. If 92 pounds of hot dogs can, can feed 173 people, what can you do with 106 pounds of hot dogs? <clears throat> Have a barbecue, Laser did not say. Instead, he bit hard on the pencils. Crack! Two pencils cracked louder than one. This time, a few boys heard it. They all turned towards Laser. Laser did not look at them. He reached for the third remaining pencil, for the three remaining pencils. Chocolate, bubblegum, and pizza. His nose felt like little feathers were crawling around it. His stomach didn't feel too good either. Was he allergic to pencils? 
Water pours into Mr. White's pool at the rate of one gallon every four seconds. It takes one hour and 13 minutes to fill the pool. What would Mr. White reply if asked how much water his pool contains? He'd say, forget it, and let's go swimming. Laser did not say. The three pencils had stood the test, but the erasers did not. Laser's nose ha absolutely had to sneeze. Ah! Ah, Laser grabbed the pencils before they fired into the back of Eggy Eggstein's head. Now what? Blushing purple, Laser asked to be excused from class, and Mr. And Mr. Bucksbaum grimly consented. <clears throat> Maybe try something else, suggested Esty. Maybe you could write with the pencils instead of biting them. Write down your funny thoughts. Maybe, said Laser, skeptically. So Esty lent, her la lent Laser her fast write speed pen and her top-notch speed write notebook, which had spirals at the top for faster writing and page turning. Laser brought it to class the next morning. That day, Mr. Buxbaum was firing questions at the class. What were the names of the five Maccabee brothers? What was the name of their father? Who was the great king? Why did they want to find pure oil? Where did they finally find it? And then he asked a strangely different type of question. What would you do if you were a Maccabee? That was all Laser needed to hear. He felt inspired. As though he were suddenly lifted in a bubble, his hand flew across the page as though it had a will of its own. Hey, Laser writing poetry, snitched Jimmy. Laser blushed. Mr. Bucksbaum strode over to Laser's desk, standing so close that Laser could almost feel the itchiness of his suit. Laser's throat went dry and his head went hot. Drill Sergeant Buxbaum cleared his throat. <clears> throat. That is nice work, Mr. Gross. Why don't you read it loud for everyone? Aw, blubbered Laser. Yes, please do, urged Mr. Buxbaum. Uh, well, all right. Sheepishly, Laser stood up from his seat. Up, up, and up. Why did he have to be so tall? He hunched himself over to look smaller. His throat felt too narrow to squeeze the words through. He didn't even feel like he had any words, like a tube of toothpaste after the last squeeze. If, if I were a Maccabee. Can't hear you, Mr. Gross, coached Mr. Booksbaum. Now just please stand straight and pretend that you are not supposed to be talking. Just let your mouth do its thing. Laser took a deep breath and shut his eyes. <clears throat> Only Laser's mouth is here, he thought to himself. Laser is not here, he thought to himself. Only Laser's mouth is here. And Laser found himself standing straight, his voice booming like 100 drums and trumpets. Uh oh, I got to do this. Reading his poem as though it were the best in the world. If I were a Maccabee, I wouldn't climb a tree. I wouldn't cross the sea. I wouldn't scratch my knee if I were a Maccabee. If I were a Maccabee, I'd say, look here and see. See what a Jew can be. Oh, for Hashem, follow me, if I were a Maccabee. Well recited, Mr. Gross, applauded Mr. Booksbaum. Well recited. Excellent. And then? No, wait, wrong voice. And then, Laser reported to Esty that evening, Mr. Booksbaum asked me and some of the other boys in the class to audition for the Hanukkah Spectacular that Mr. Sands is making for radio. Wow! You mean word? asked Esty. 
Same thing, said Laser. Just think how great it will be to tell about the miracle of Hanukkah. Wow, said Esty. <clears throat> what a great way to use your mouth. That's what Mr. Booksbaum said. He said it's a shame to let a mouth like mine go to waste when it could publicize the miracle of Hanukkah. What are you going to say? I don't know yet, said Laser the Mouth. That's supposed to be a script. But I did think of a sino fan for the show. Want to hear it? Sure, said Esty. Laser cleared his throat and stood tall. Not the tall part, but he cleared his throat like me. <clears throat> okay, here it goes. So tune in again tomorrow night, listeners. And for all eight bright Hanukkah nights, hear it all on WMCAB, your happy Hanukkah light listening station. WMCAB, Maccabee. Thank you. <clears throat> I mean, thank you so much for listening, everybody, children and parents and everybody else in between. Have a good night and see you tomorrow night.